For one, when he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus saith unto him, See thou tell no man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priests, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for these guys being here. Thank you for the class that we've had to this point, Lord, and the things that we've talked about. God, please help us today, Lord. We need your touch. We need your help. God, if you don't work, God, it's going to be a waste of time. And God, these lives are important and these decisions are important, God. And God, they don't just affect the guys here. They affect many, many people, God, across the spectrum. And God, I pray you would please help these guys to listen to your word and God, to realize how important it is and to use it in their lives this week. God, not to put it off, not to procrastinate, but to use it. And what we learn today, help us to uh, integrate it into our lives immediately. God, please help me to get the, with the right words, the right spirit, the right thoughts, Lord. And God, I pray that these guys would hear your voice and that they would be helped, God. I can't help these guys. As much as I may try, as much as I may uh, wear myself out, God, I can't help them. But I know that you can, and I pray that you would take over, and I pray you would help each one right now. You know what they're going through. You know what they're facing, but... God, you have the solution. You have the answers. You have the power to help them with whatever they're dealing with. Pray you would help us today, Lord. And God, that you would be lifted up, that you would be pleased, and that you would change us to be more like you. We love you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Thank you guys for standing. So guys, this is obviously what we read, the story of a leper, which is a skin disease, getting healed. This is an amazing thing. Guys, when you read the Bible, though, and when you read these stories and passages, to me, I'm always looking for something that's unique, that's kind of unusual, that kind of sticks out. Um, I was just sharing with some of them on the van a few moments ago about a different story. And sometimes the reactions that people have to Jesus are the things people, people uh, are the things Jesus says to people. They're unique. You don't read those in any other part of the Bible. Those interest me. Those captivate me. Guys, in this story, there's a fascinating detail, and it's unique in this story. To my knowledge, I could be wrong, but to my knowledge throughout all Jesus' ministry, this never comes up again. It's just this one time. Now, this comes up in different Gospels, but it's just this instance where this person says this, and it is odd because no one else does this. It's verse number two. It says, And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Now, I'll open it up to you guys for a moment. What do you think the weird thing or the little unique detail is of this verse? You say, I don't know. Well, look at it for a second. See if something pops in. If not, we'll just finish class right now. No, I'm kidding. I have the answer and we'll preach on you know. But what do you think? Anybody got an idea? Verse number two. So this leper comes up to Jesus, he worships him, calls him Lord, and then he says, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. What do you think the interesting detail is, Ethan? He doesn't really ask him. It's like, if you want to, you can. Okay. Good, good. You're, you're getting very warm. Getting right there. Any other ideas? Any other ideas of what this could be? That's good stuff. If not, it's fine, but any other thoughts? A blessing. All right, good. Anything else? All right. 
Yeah, he's on the right track, guys. This leper comes up. We know this guy has had a rough life, difficult time. He's worshiping him. He calls him Lord. Those are amazing details. But then he says, if thou wilt. What he's saying, right, when he says that, if thou wilt, he's saying, if you want to. That's weird. He's questioning, saying, Lord, I don't know if you want to mess with me. Guys, he does not get this. He does not question that Jesus has the power to heal him. Dayton, that's what would trip me up, right? If this guy says, I'm the Messiah, and he's preaching and doing all these things, and I've heard some rumors about he's healed this person, this person, blah, blah, blah. I, maybe I still wouldn't be sure, like, can he really heal me, you know? But he doesn't question that. He's saying, I know he has the power to fix me, to help me, to cleanse me, to cure me once and for all. I know he has that power, but I don't know if he wants to. That's weird. That's strange. But guys, can I tell you, I think that's very widespread nowadays. Now, people won't say it. There may be guys in this room. You won't say that because that doesn't sound spiritual. But I believe it's an unspoken mindset that people have. They think this. Can Jesus save people? Yes. But I don't know if he can save me. Because I've done some wicked things in my past. Can Jesus change people? Absolutely. If we're, like I've referred to before, if we're filling this out on a test in school, of course. Can Jesus heal people? Yes, no. Easy, easy answer, right? Yes. Fill in that bubble. But can he, can he change my life? Oh, uh, see, it's complicated. Can he change the way I think? Can he help me overcome struggles in my life? Can he help me with the difficulties? Yeah, 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 brother Tom. I know he saves people, but you don't understand my situation. I know he can change people, but you don't know where I live. You don't know the struggles that I've had. Brother Tom, I've messed up. I messed up repeatedly. I, I, I've seems like ruined my life here and there, and I've, I've struggled with these things. There's no way. So yes, can he heal people? Yes, I know he has the power. I've seen him do it with other people, but can he do it with me? I, I'm not sure about that. And guys, here, let me just get down to it. Here's the message. Does Jesus want to help someone like me? That's the message today. Does Jesus want to help someone like me? Guys, I think... That's going on in some people's brains. They know he can. They know he's the savior. He's Lord. He's king of kings, Lord of lords. You heard the stories in the Bible, but you think because of this or that or some detail or some idiosyncrasy in your life, well, that doesn't apply to me. That's wrong. Guys, I said that's an unspoken mindset people have, but it's also an unbiblical mindset. It doesn't match up with what the Bible says. So what am I saying today? Guys, you say, can Jesus save me? Yes. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. Guys, in case you've forgotten, the world means every single person. He can save you. That's why he came, died on the cross to save you. You don't understand what I've done. It doesn't matter what you've done. I've messed up a lot. So what? Hey, guys, no one is too bad to be saved. No one is too sinful to be saved. Now, you can be too good to be saved, thinking you're too good, that you don't need the Lord, but you cannot be too bad. If you realize that you're sinful, if you realize that you messed up, if you admit that to the Lord, he can save anybody. He can change anybody. Can he save me? Yes. 
Can he change me? What does the Bible say? If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. You know what that's saying? If you're saved, he will change you. Any person, any man, that applies. Guys, we need to listen to these things. Can he help me? The Bible talks about, he says, call unto me, I will answer thee, show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest now. Is there some exception in that verse? Is there some exclusion in that verse? Is there some detail and, 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 and uh, some statement, some caveat that pulls it away? Say, no, that doesn't affect me. No. He says, call unto me and I will answer thee. Show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. It says he can do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Guys, he says, come unto me, Matthew 11. Come unto me, all ye labor, heavy laden, I will give you rest. He said, bring it on. Hey, guys, I challenge you today. I don't know what issue may be in your mind. Hey, guys, your family may be crumbling right now. I'm sure that's incredibly difficult. Can I tell you, Jesus can help you through that. Absolutely, he can. You said, Brother Tom, I've struggled with some, some really bad things. He can help you with that. He can help you overcome that. You said, Brother Tom, I've, I've struggled with those things and then tried to get right and gone right back to those things. I'm sure he doesn't want anything to do with me anymore. Wrong. Wrong. Does Jesus want to help someone like me? You know what the answer from the Bible is? A resounding yes. He wants to help you. He wants to help everyone. He wants to change you. He wants to help you. He wants, you to, he wants to help you overcome your struggles and your sins and your difficulties. And guys, he wants to help you. Let's get into the story today. Does Jesus want to help someone like me? I think a lot of people have this mindset. So, first of all, there is, I want you to notice there's a challenge to his desire. We've already been talking about it, but verse number two. He says, if thou wilt, thou canst, save, thou canst cleanse me. You know what he's saying? You have the power. I just don't know if you want to. Now, why is this? So, a couple details before we land on that. In verse number one, it says, when he was come down from the mountain. Now, guys, the mountain is referring to when Jesus preached the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. He just finished that. You catch the tail end of chapter 7, it came to pass when Jesus, I'm in verse 28, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. Verse number 1, chapter 8, and when he was come down from the mountain. His sermon was concluded. Guys, he had preached it, he had laid it out, he's probably tired, worn out, and he gave it to them and gave it to them strong, and he gave it to them hard. He laid out the truth to them, and now the sermon is done. And guys, great crowds of people are around him. In verse number two, though, a odd scenario pops up. It says, and behold. You know what that means? Behold means, look at that. Behold means, check that out. You ever with your friends and you're like, dude, 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 check that out. You're like, shut up about that crazy stuff you're talking about and look at that. The Bible's saying, yeah, there's a big crowd around Jesus, but then it says, hold on, hold on. Look at that. Behold. Behold. For you Spanish guys, it's mita, I think is the word, right? It's saying, look, check that out. Look at this. You happy about that, Anthony? <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's like, really? He knew that? That's about all I know, all right? The sermon was concluded, and there was a scene that's compelling. Hey, guys, why is it a scene that's compelling? It's saying, hold on, this guy is different. Hey, guys, this is not just some random person walking up to Jesus. This guy has a serious problem. This guy is a leper. This guy, he has a skin disease. You've heard about leprosy, guys. Eventually, this stuff would happen to where his fingers would fall off. His hands would fall off. His arms would fall off. You heard that song, uh, uh, Leprosy, I'm Only Half the Man I Used to Be. You'll get it no. later, all right? You'll get it later, all right? 
the singing for the invitation. No, I'm kidding. It's just talking about that these things are gone out of his life. Guys, that's unimaginable. And by the way, in that culture, you're ceremonially, Sarah, Sarah, I don't know the word. Help me out. All right. You're unclean in their culture. That means he could not be around people. He would have to be at a distance. He couldn't live a normal life. Guys, what that means is he couldn't go home. If he had a family, he's dis distanced from them now. Can't work a normal job. You're going to be with other lepers. You're going to be in that state for the rest of your life, and you're probably going to die at an early age. Some life to look forward to, huh? The sermon concluded, and then the scene that's compelling is saying, check this out. This is different. This is not just one, of, uh, one in the mass of people, one in the great multitude of people. This guy's different. He has a problem. But guys, can I tell you, he had a sincere coming. Verse number two, behold, there came a leper. So how did he come to Jesus? He came worshiping him and saying, Lord. Guys, can I tell you, he came sincerely. He came in adoration. He worshiped him. The Bible doesn't state uh, clearly George, but he probably fell down on his knees, worshiping the Lord. Guys, he understands who Jesus is. He understands his authority, his power. He understands that this is no mere man that he's coming up to. He's saying, Lord. Guys, that word Lord, it's um, kurios in, in the Greek, but it means my master, my ruler. He understands who Jesus is. He's saying this man has great power. This man comes from God. It could even mean that he understood that this man is God. So this leper understood some things. He was aware of some things. But guys, let's get down to it. This man had a shameful condition. What about it? He was dirty. He was defiled. As I said, he was distanced from people. Guys, back in that day, if a person had leprosy, if they were walking somewhere and a group of people uh, um were near where they were going, they would have to yell out, actually cover over their mouth and yell out saying, unclean, unclean. What are they saying? Get away, get away, get away. I'm contagious. I could affect your life if you get anywhere near me. And guys, can I tell you, this guy was probably dismissed in his life. What I mean by that is nobody wanted to mess with him. Nobody wanted to help him. Perhaps, I don't know, when this thing first popped up in his life, perhaps he tried to get some help. People said, get away from me. Get away from me. You trying to affect me too and infect me too? Get away. We don't have time for you. So he was dismissed. And guys, I already said this, but he was doomed. He was going to die like this. There was no hope for a cure. There was no hope that this would just go away with time. This was it. This guy was doomed. He was going to have a miserable life and then die. Whew. He had a shameful condition. And guys, I believe all that stuff. Listen, he had been burned probably many times before, guys. And I believe that was playing into his thinking process when he came up to Jesus and said, Jesus, I know you can heal me, but I don't know if you want to. Mm. Hey, guys, listen. Listen to this statement. I don't care who's burned you in the past. Jesus will not forsake you. He's not going to brush you away. He's not going to push you away. He's not going to say, I don't want anything to do with you. That's not who Jesus is. You say, listen, maybe my mom or my dad has pushed me away. Guys, that's awful. And I'm sorry you've had to go through that. But Jesus will not push you away. He will not push you away. You know what your job is? Seek him. 
If we had guys in the teen boys class today that would seek Jesus like this leprous man 2,000 years ago, lives would change. If we would be that serious, that dedicated, that devoted, and say, I don't care what I have to go through, I'm going to get to him. Lives would change. Your life would change. This man was dedicated. He said, if you want to, you can make me clean. Now, again, this is weird. He's skeptical of Jesus' care. As I said, maybe he's been burned in the past. Maybe he's had some, some, some people treat him horribly in the past. And this is playing into his thinking. Guys, can I tell you, get rid of all that. Jesus is somebody different. Listen, and can I throw it this way too? Spin it this way. Maybe even some Christians have done you wrong. Can I tell you, Christians may have done you wrong, but Christ has not done you wrong, and he will never do you wrong. Mm-hmm. I've had people do me wrong in the church. I've had people hurt me. Can I tell you, that is not Jesus. He will not do that to you. Mm-hmm. He wants to help you. He wants to heal you. He wants to, he wants to lift you up. He's not going to, if he corrects you and disciplines you, it's only for the purpose of getting you back on track. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to destroy you. He's not trying to, he's not trying to hurt you. And, and kill you. That's not who he is. But guys, he's skeptical of his care. He has unquestioned, he, he does not question Jesus' capability to. But he's unsure if Jesus cares. Guys, I think people come to churches or they drive by churches and they think, yes, 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 I've heard these stories about Jesus, but I don't think that applies to me. Why? Because I've dealt with, I've messed with drugs in the past. I've, 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 I struggle with drinking in my past. Maybe there's a guy in this room, and guys, this is a wicked sin, what I'm about to say. But you say, Brother Tom, I don't think I I qualify for the help of Jesus because I've clicked on porn before, and perhaps I've done it repeatedly. Guys, that is a wicked sin, but Jesus still wants to help you. He still wants to help you. He's not saying, get out of here. He's saying, come unto me. He's not saying, I don't want to deal with you. He says, call unto me, and I will answer thee. That's the God that we deal with. So guys, listen. If you are feel excluded from God's love and from God's help today, you know who's doing that to you? Yourself. If you say, no, 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 I'm excluded. I'm left out. He loves all the... Listen, let me, just, let me just throw it straight at you. Some of you guys think, I wasn't born in a Christian home. I didn't have Christianity served up to me on a silver platter. I didn't grow up in church and have a, have a clip-on tie when I was three years old. I didn't have all these privileges that some of these guys do and that you had, Brother Tom. Can I tell you, so what? So what? Those are, those are great things to have, but Jesus still cares about you too. Guys, if you have a Bible, he cares about you. If you're saved today, obviously he cares about you. Guys, you say, how can I know that for sure, Brother Tom? How can you prove that to me? Think about the cross. He did that for you. And guys, whether you've had a smooth life or a rough life, Jesus still wants to help you. Whether you've had some ups and downs in your life, whether you've had a great family or it's been a rocky situation for you, Jesus still wants to help you. He still wants to love you and he wants to use your life in a great way. But guys, I think a lot of people come to Jesus and think, Lord, I know you have all power, but I know you don't want to hear from me. That's not true. And I said a minute ago, if you feel excluded from God's love, you've excluded yourself and that's true. But can I also throw this in? You know who's putting that thought in your mind? The devil. You know what the devil tells us? The devil tells us when we sin and when we mess up. Tim, God doesn't want to hear from you anymore. God's sick of you. I mean, the last time he forgave you for that sin was it. 
Where does it say that in the Bible? Now, we have no excuse to be messing around with sin and to be playing around and say, oh, who cares? He's going to forgive me anyway. That's not the heart that, the, that a Christian should have. So don't get me wrong. Don't take it too far to the other extreme. But listen, guys, if you're, if you're in sin in this class today, Jesus wants to hear from you. And you know what he wants to hear from you? First of all, I'm sorry, Lord, and I'm re repenting of my sins. That's what he wants to hear from you. But can I tell you, he wants to help you today. He's not done with you, guys. So many people say, I don't go to church, man. I tried all that. I, I don't think, you know, I, I just be honest with you, man. I don't think the Lord wants anything to do with me. Wrong. Wrong. He does want something to do with you. He does want to change your life. Guys, he wants to be the most important thing in your life right now and for the rest of your life. Guys, he's not the one turning you, turning you away. You're listening to the devil and you're turning yourself away. So this man challenges Jesus' desire, saying, do you really want to help me? <laughs> okay. All right. Let's see what the Bible says. You've told me, Brother Tom, he still does care. Prove it to me from the Bible, right? I mean, you talked about it a little while ago. To the law and to the testimony. All right, so let's see what Jesus does. There's a challenge to Jesus' desire. Point number two. His care is deep. Hey, guys. I, time out. I can't even describe to you how much Jesus loves you. I can try, George. I can try and try and try all day. I can wear my lungs out. I can wear my vo vocal cords out. I can scream till I have till I have no more voice and try to tell you. But guys, that won't even do it justice. The challenge to his desire, Lord. I know you can heal me, but I don't know if you want to. Hey, guys. I don't know if you want to touch a leper. I, I don't know if you want to care about someone like me. Lord, this is nasty what I have. This is disgusting what I have. So I know you could, you can, but I don't know if you want to help me. Mm. And guys, I know no one has leprosy in the room, but I think sometimes we think, Lord, I've dealt with this and I've struggled with this and my family's falling apart and I'm from a rough neighborhood and my family doesn't have a lot of money and yada, yada. Guys, can I tell you, all that stuff is meaningless. Mm. I've messed up a lot in my past. Okay. Hey, guys. If Jesus were done with you, he would have killed you and taken you to heaven already, right? Last time I checked, everybody in the room is still alive. You know what that means? He's not done with you. He's not done with you. He's not done with me. Guys, do I ever get sick and tired of how much I mess up? Yes, all the time. But you know what? The Lord's not finished with me. Now, he's not pleased when you get into sin, guys, but he's not done with you. He's not done with you. As I said, if he were done with you, you would already been gone and dead. You're not. You're still alive and breathing, and he's not done with you. So this man challenges his desire. Jesus, I know you can help me. I just don't know if you want to. Point number two, Jesus' care is deep. His care is deep. Verse number three. Guys, I love this. I hope you open your Bibles, look at this with me, and I hope you just soak in what, what is being said here. Verse number three. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean, and immediately his leprosy was cleansed. You say that's a simple verse. Yeah, but there's a lot in there, dude. There's a lot to unpack. His care is deep. Hey, guys, what did this leprous man just say to Jesus? I know you can help me. I just don't know if you want to. <laughs> guys, I cannot tell you how much I love this next phrase. How does verse number three start up? You tell me. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, right? That's how verse number three begins. Guys, is that not amazing? 
George, he didn't say a word yet. I love that. If it were you or me, what would we do? We would defend ourselves with words. I mean, you call yourself the Messiah. You say you're the great deliverer. I know you can help me, but I don't know if you want to. We'd say, no, no, I care for everyone. Jesus didn't say a word yet. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Guys, Jesus put forth his hand and touched him. I call that the unbelievable contact. Hey, guys, who are we talking about? He touched. He touched a leper. Guys, he, talk, he, he touched someone with a contagious skin disease, a very serious, deadly terminal disease that this man had. Someone that it probably was putrefied. It probably stunk. He was probably disgusting. He was probably dirty and nasty. No one, no one wanted anything to do with this man. He's saying, Lord, I know you can. I just don't know if you want to. I'm disgusting. I love verse number three. You know what Jesus does? Guys, can I tell you that touch said so much? Jesus did not say a word, but his actions spoke volumes. Guys, that's so amazing. You say, brother, I don't get it. The unbelievable contact before he even said a word, one touch said it all. What did that one touch say? You think that I don't care for you? You, don't, you think that I don't want to help you? This one touch should show you that I do care for you, that I do want to help you, that I do care about the situation you're in. Guys, as I've already described, I don't know every detail of your life, but your family may be falling apart. You may be, you may be in sin up to your eyeballs right now. You say, I don't think Jesus wants anything to do with me. He wants you to repent. But he wants you to come back to him. Hey, guys, you remember the prodigal son's story? That son was filthy. He was nasty. Guys, he was messing around with harlots. He, he spent all of his money. He was partying and drinking, acting, acting wild and crazy, acting like an idiot, a fool. And what happened? He hit rock bottom. You know what most of us would do? Ha, 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 ha. That's what you get. What did the father do? As soon as that son started to turn around and started to make his way back to the father humbly and in repentance, what did the father do? He ran to him and embraced him and kissed him and said, this my son, he was dead, now he's alive again. Guys, he welcomed him back. Guys, that's what he wants to do with you today. You say, man, I've been messed up. I've, I've done some horrible things, Brother Tom. Jesus wants you back. Now you got to repent. Guys, listen, you can't have your sin and Jesus too. You cannot. You got to pick one. You got to let go of your sin. Repent. Turn your back on it and come back to him. When you do, he'll take you back with open arms. His care is deep. There's an unbelievable contact. Guys, I always think of the disciples. Can you imagine, George, when Jesus came up to this guy and he said, you can, I believe you can heal me. You have that power. I just don't know if you want to. And what's the next thing Jesus does? Boom. I always think of the disciples. They're always trying to control everything. And I think of Peter. Peter's probably over there like, oh, Lord, what are you doing? Now you got leprosy. Great. They didn't have hand sanitizer then, but these guys are probably running around. Where is it? Somebody needs to invent it. We need this stuff. Hey, guys. One touch said it all. That one touch said, I care. That one touch said, I love you. That one touch said, I want to change your life. That one touch said, I can, I can do for you what no one else can do. And guys, Jesus wants to help and touch your life today. You got to come to him, though. 
the unbelievable contact, the unparalleled compassion, after he reached forth his hand and touched him, which is just astounding, it's stunning, it's shocking. What did he say? Saying, I will. Stop right there. So this man said, if thou wilt, which means if you want to, you can heal me, but I don't know if you want to. After Jesus already touches him, which, let's be honest, is sufficient enough to answer the question right then and there by just touching him. He says, I will. You know what he's saying? I want to. Just in case you had any question, just in case you, instead of that touch, you thought I was going to slap you. <laughs> he's saying, no, I will. I want to help you. Hey, guys, he wants to help you. Where are you at today? Brother Tom, I'm in a, my life is falling apart. Jesus wants to help you. I've messed around with drugs. Jesus wants to help you. I've, I've messed around with drinking. I've messed around with girls. I've, I've, I've messed my life up bad. Okay. You need to repent of that sin, but Jesus still wants to help you. He says, I will. You know what he's saying? Oh, I want to help you, and I will help you. Guys, the unparalleled compassion. Can I tell you, no one cares for you like Jesus. We sing a song in church. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. No one else died on the cross for you. No one else can do what he can do for you. He loves you. He wants to help you. Don't discount yourself. Don't exclude yourself and say, oh, Jesus doesn't want to help me. Jesus doesn't want to change me. Jesus doesn't want to forgive me. He's forgiven me so much. I know when I come to him, he doesn't want to hear me. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says come boldly to the throne of grace to get the help and find the mercy and the grace that you need in time of need. He's saying, bring it on. That's the God that we serve. The unbelievable contact, the unparalleled compassion. He says, oh, I want to help you. And guys, then he gives an unstoppable command. He says, I will. So he says, I want to help you. Then the next three words, be thou clean. Can I tell you that's an unstoppable command? You know what Jesus is saying? In other words, be healed. Be healed. Bam. Guys, can I tell you that's an unstoppable command? Can I tell you all the demons of hell could not stop that command? The devil himself with, with his great power could not stop that command. And all the power in this universe could not stop that command that Jesus gave. He said, be thou clean, be healed. Guys, can I tell you that's the same power, but has the same power behind it as when in Genesis 1, God said, let there be light and bam, there was light. And then later in that chapter, he said, let there be a sun and a moon and the stars and bam, there was a sun and a moon and the stars. And then later in Genesis chapter 1, he says, let us make man in our own image and let them have dominion. Can I tell you when God said that? Bam, it happened because God's word has all power. And when he told this man, be healed, nothing could stop that or prevent that. Mm -hmm. Psalm 33, verses 6 and 9 say, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. Verse 9, for he spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. You know what it's saying? When Jesus told these elements to come into being, it happened exactly as he said. And when he told something to be created, it was created, bam, right there. And he, when he told something to stay there, it stood there. Guys, he has an unstoppable command. That's the God that we deal with. That's the God that we preach about. The unbelievable contact. He's touched this man that was dirty, defiled, this man that no one wanted to be close to, let alone have physical contact with. He said, I'll care for you. I know nobody else cares for you, but I'll care for you. I know nobody else, nobody else wants to take, give you the time of day, but I will. I want to help you. 
Guys, isn't it unique? Time out. Isn't it unique, this story where this guy comes up to Jesus? Again, I don't think anywhere else in the Gospels this com comes up. But Tim, he questions whether Jesus wants to help him. I don't read that anywhere else in the Bible. But can I tell you, again, I think that's a mindset a lot of people have. Well, George, yeah, 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 yeah. I know Jesus can. But you see, my situation is different. My situation is complicated. Can I tell you, Jesus can fix complicated situations. Well, my situation is different. He can fix different situations. He can help you. But guys, you got to go to him and you got to do what he says from his word. Jesus has unparalleled compassion. He cares for this man like no one else will or no one else could. And he has an unstoppable command. He says, be thou clean. He's saying, be healed, and nothing could hold that back. And there was an uninterrupted cleansing. What does the next phrase say? And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. I'll dive into that point number three. The change was drastic. Guys, this was instantaneous. Jesus did not give this guy uh, medication and say, hey, um, you're going to start taking this. Take two a day with each meal. Make sure you take drink a lot of water when you take this. And, and, and after a couple weeks, you may start to notice some improvements. And then after it improves a little bit, then it's going to uh, get a lot worse. And then it might get better. We're not sure. We haven't tested it out yet. That's not what Jesus said. He's not saying, listen, don't get discouraged. This may, this may you know, start off good and then kind of ease back, ebb back down. No. Jesus said, be thou clean. And it says immediately. All that leprosy was gone out of his body. Immediately. Hey, guys, when you get saved, it's an immediate thing. It's not a process. It's not something long and drawn out. It was instantaneous. It was incredible. There was an indescribable change. It was incomprehensible. Hey, guys, guys, you tell me real quick. Let's give this just a little bit of time. You tell me, how did this leper's, well, I guess I should call him a former leper now, how did this former leper's life change right there at the end of verse number three. Tell me. Now we know the leprosy is out of his body, but I'm talking about his daily life and routine. How did it just change? Can somebody help me out with that? Christian. Um, his leprosy was gone. It's gone, right? So how did his life change? How did his day-to-day -day activities, what happened to him? Think about it. Can Wes? Like live normally again? Be with people? Yes. What else? Mm-hmm. Go back to his family. Guys, he's probably been separated from his family for years. I don't know if he's married. I don't know that stuff. But guys, he gets to go back to them. Can you imagine that? He gets to be around people. <laughs> he's probably like, sees all these people. People! You know, you hated me before. I love you now because I've been away from everybody, man. My only friends were other lepers, you know. It's not so fun, you know. Guys, his whole life, guys, can I tell you, his whole world was flipped right here. Hey guys, and when someone gets saved, their whole life can change immediately yeah. on the spot. And guys, can I remind you that only Jesus can do that? Mm -hmm. No pill can do that. No treatment can do that. No doctor, no surgery can do that. No, no change in your diet can do that. But Jesus can. It's individual. Only he can do it. And guys... Point number four and last, the clear demonstration. Verse number four, and Jesus saith unto him, all right, this man is healed now. His whole life has changed. He can go home again. He can have a normal job again. He can live a normal life. George, he's not going to die soon. Yay! I mean, this guy's whole life has changed on the spot. 180 degree turnaround. Here's what Jesus 
says to him, verse number four, a clear demonstration. See thou tell no man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Hey, guys, this man came to Jesus with immense problems. Jesus healed him, changed him on the spot. His whole world was flipped upside down. You know what Jesus said now? Be a testimony. What is a testimony? A testimony is kind of the reputation that you have. It's kind of what people view you as and what they see you as. Guys, you and I need to have a testimony, a good testimony. He told this man, go show yourself to the priest. He's saying, let them see the evidence for themselves. Let them see you beforehand when you were sick, when your body was falling apart on you, when you had these horrible sores that would get worse and worse and worse. And you go back and show them now the change that I've made in your life. Guys, who has seen a change in your life? Hey, guys, if you're saved today, you shouldn't be listening to that same trashy music that you used to. Those same filthy cuss words should not come out of your mouth anymore. You say, why, Brother Tom? Because Jesus has cleansed you. He's changed you. He's flipped your whole life upside down. Now, I should say right side up because now everything is how it should be. Guys, you shouldn't watch those. Guys, you shouldn't watch those shows with a with a half naked woman on them. Guys, that stuff is in the past. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. By the way, if you're a Christian that's trying to still live in sin, you know what you will be. Check this one word out. You will be miserable because a Christian cannot live in sin and have joy in it. You can have pleasure for a season, but you will have misery for much longer than that. Until you get right, until you confess your sins to him. He said, look at the evidence. You go show those priests the evidence of what you used to be and who you are now. Hey, guys, when you show up to your job this week, maybe they used to know you beforehand. Why don't you show them who you are now? And, guys, that's not a one-day thing or a three-day thing, George. That's an everyday thing. You know what we think? Man, I can't do that. I can be good for about 15 minutes, and then I get worn out. (laughs) Guys, Jesus can help you every day. But you know what you got to do? You got to go to him and get the power that you need every day. And guys, you're not going to, listen, you're not going to live right at school this week or at your job this week if you're not in the Bible and on your knees every day. I'm not. Guys, we're sinful. I'm sinful. We all mess up and we all want to mess up in our hearts. It's called our flesh. What do you got to do? Go to him and get the power that you need. He'll help you. He'll strengthen you. He'll encourage you. But you got to get it from him. I can't give you that. I can preach and I can go hard and I can hopefully help you somewhat. But ultimately, guys, it's God and his word that will help you day in and day out. He said, have them look at the evidence. Hey, guys, do you have any evidence that your life has changed? I hope so. They need to see a change. You know what's a good thing, guys? If you had friends that used to know you beforehand and then they come to you and say, man, what happened to you? That's a good sign. See the change. And then he says, Verse number four, show thyself to the priest, offer the gift that Moses commanded. Now, back in the Old Testament, if someone um, were healed from leprosy, they needed to give a certain sacrifice of birds and whatnot. You know what Jesus is saying? What I'm teaching lines up exactly with what the Old Testament taught back in the book of Leviticus. You know what he's saying back a couple chapters ago in the Sermon on the Mount? He said, I didn't come to destroy the law, the Old Testament. I came to fulfill it. He's saying what I'm doing is right in line with what God prophesied would happen back in the Old Testament. And then last thing. The light of their education, he says, for a testimony unto them. Hey, guys, do we have a testimony? Do we have a testimony to those around us? You know what that is? That's a strong statement. That's a seed planted. That's a light that you're showing. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. 
Do you have that? A testimony means proof that there's a change in your life. Do they see that? It should be marvelous. It should be miraculous. And for these priests, they should have realized when this man was healed. Guys, people did not get healed from leprosy that often. In the, in the whole Old Testament, it happened, I believe, just two times. Number one was Miriam, Moses' sister. She got God gave her leprosy because she was being disobedient. And then God took it away after Moses prayed for her. Back in the Old Testament, I think the book of Numbers around there. And then you have this uh, Syrian commander named Naaman in First Kings, Second Kings chapter 5. He got leprosy. God took it away. Those are the only two times in all of the Old Testament. So this did not happen normally. When those priests, Ethan, saw the difference that happened in this man's life, you know what they should have said? This is miraculous. This is marvelous. And you know what they should have realized? Something's going on. The Messiah is here. They should have investigated it and said, who is this that talked to you? Who is this that touched you? Who is this that changed you? They say it was this man, Jesus. And they should have found out and followed through on that. You know what happened? They missed it. They missed it. You know why they missed it? They wanted to miss it. They didn't want Jesus controlling their lives. They didn't want him changing them. Sometimes, guys, when Jesus changes people around us, we kind of shy away from that because we start thinking, if he changed him like that, if I get serious about this thing, he might change me too. And that scares us because we want to be in control of our lives. No, we need to let him be in control. The Messiah is here, but they missed it because they wanted to. Why? Because men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's amazing to me. This guy comes up to Jesus. We're done. But he says, Lord, I know you have the power. That's not even a question, which blows my mind that he would have that much faith, that much understanding. But then he says, but I don't know if you want to mess with me. I don't know if you want to help me. I, 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 I'm disgusting. I... My life's horrible. I may, I may be too far gone, Lord, for you to help me. <laughs> and I love that Jesus doesn't speak first. He just touches him. That's the whole answer right there. Oh, you don't think I care? Bam. Yes, I do. All the hurt that you've been through, I care. All the pain that you've been through, I care. And guys, some of you have been through some pain in your family. You've been through some rocky times in your family. Jesus cares. And if you don't think Jesus cares, again, you look at the cross. When you go in church, you just ponder on that cross for a while because that's what he did for you. And if you were the only person that existed, he still would have done it. So don't give me, I don't know if Jesus cares. The cross should say it all. Just like this one touch said it all. But then he says, I want to help you. And you be healed, you be clean. And there was a drastic change. This guy's whole life was flipped upside down. And you know what Jesus said? He said, now go be a testimony. Hey guys, if your life has changed, Go be a testimony at your job, at your school, in your neighborhood, to your family, to your cousins. Be a testimony. Guys, you show that light that Jesus gave you. You show that change that Jesus made. You say, I'm I'm too weak. I can't do that. I know. But he can help you day in and day out to be the light that you need to be. Hey, guys, I love this story because you know what this man is saying? Does Jesus want to help someone like me? (laughs) And you know, we read this story and you know what screams out to us? Yes. Yes, he does. And guys, I think a lot of people in 2024, they think, yeah, Jesus will help some other people. Some of those rich people, some of those people that live in the big homes, some of those people that live in the nice neighborhoods. 
Some of those people that have had Christianity served up to them on a silver platter their whole life. Yeah, he loves them, but I don't qualify for that. Can I tell you, that's not the God that we serve. Mm -hmm. He loves every person. He wants to help every person. And if you think, does Jesus want to help someone like me? Take that question out of your mind. Because yes, he does. Mm -hmm. He wants to change you. And he wants to turn you into a testimony that everybody that sees you say, what happened to you? And you can say, Jesus changed me. And you know what? He can change you too. Mm -hmm. That's the God that we serve, guys. Let's bow our heads.